Hi, I'm Josh Shearer and I serve as the lead pastor here at Gawley Uniting Church. I wanted to personally thank you for joining us today. We exist as a church to see lives transformed with the good news of Jesus. Now, I hope this service inspires you. I hope it blesses you. I hope it builds your faith and I hope it gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. If there is anything that we can do to help you, don't be afraid to reach out on social media or email our office. Thanks for joining us again and let's get to the service. happy to see so many lovely people here today. You know, ever since God decided to evict Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden, do you realise it's all their fault that we've had to work for a living? (laughs) Do you enjoy going to work? Or do you find yourself in a job that you don't like? Me? Well, I started off fresh out of high school in the design department at Red Tulip Chocolates. That would be every woman's dream job, especially when they they tell you, you can go upstairs into the factory any time that you like and help yourself. Believe me, it got to the point where I couldn't even look at a chocolate. It was horrible, especially on a Monday morning, walking to work, and you could actually smell burnt chocolate. Ah. No, thank you. And I became a mum. And as the kids were getting older, I became PR for our pastor in church. And then I married Rob. And then I became a funeral director. Oh, boy, that was... hmm. And that was in Narracourt. And I must say that it hadn't been for Jesus... I would not have been able to do that job to the best of my abilities. To to this day, I honestly don't know how my husband Rob did his work in the mortuary. But only through the grace of God was he able to do it. And now, I'm admin here at Gawley Uniting. Did I enjoy my various positions? I can honestly say that like everything else, had its good days and not so good days. So how do you do it? How do you get through the not so good days? How can you take an ugly task and turn it into a beautiful job? Well, the answer is very simple and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, even though we grump and complain about things that we don't like doing, you give us the strength to do what we need to do. So I ask you, Father God, that you open the ears, the hearts and the minds and the spirits of everyone this morning, be they online or here in the congregation, that they can hear your word and digest it and become more Christ-like. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. As I said, the answer is simple, but it's not easy. Give your job over to the Lord. Simples. 
In the book of Colossians in the New Testament, chapter 3, verses 23 and 24, and whatever you do, do it heartily, as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Easy, right? wrong. Why do we find it so hard to hand our worries over to God and we take them back again? Symbols. We're human. We're not God. Only God can do stuff like that. Our Heavenly Father oversees every aspect of our lives and yet At the same time, he gives us great freedom in the ways we can respond to our circumstances. The message of the gospel gives us a growing awareness that we are far more sinful than we once thought, but at the same time, more dearly loved and accepted in Christ than we could ever imagine. Putting our entire trust in Jesus' work that he did on the cross gives us the courage to be faithful children who rely on God's spirit for the everyday struggles that we encounter as we work. And by doing this, not only do we become more Christ-like, but we exhibit the fruits of the spirit leaving a strong curiosity on unbelievers who cannot comprehend our moral beliefs, especially in a job that we don't like. We glow when the spirit inside us. We find that the work becomes easier and we may even find ourselves singing as we do a job we don't like. Again, displaying to the world that this attitude and work ethic can only come through Jesus Christ. A question that you need to ponder. Are you working for God or are you working for man? Working for man produces pride, but working for God with a spirit of humility brings God glory and honour. And for us, the reward of our inheritance, because our service is for the Lord through Jesus Christ. Regardless of what type of work we do, be it in our jobs, service to others, missions in the church, homes, family, etc., Just make sure that your work is for the Lord and not to make yourself look better than anybody else. Through scripture, we see God's people working. Noah built the ark. The Hebrews built the tabernacle and the rebuilding of Jerusalem, just to name a few things. 
None of us want to get to the end of our life and say, this is all that I benefited from, from all those years of hard work. We want to make sure that at the end of our work journey, our labour made a difference in the people that we encountered on a daily basis. And most of all, it glorified God, who charged us to work in the name of Jesus. And we can stand. We can stand up there and hear those words. Well done, good and faithful servant. We work all our lives here on earth and we're with a pension. The same principle applies in working for the kingdom of God as when we work for the Lord. We are working for our eternal reward. The good news for those who labour for God is the promise to us that when we work for God, all we do there is an inheritance that awaits us from God through Jesus Christ. I don't know about that. That sounds pretty good to me because I, I really can't imagine God handshaking and giving you a gold watch when you retire. The command today from God to the people of God is to work for the Lord, not man. When we work for man, people often end up disappointed, angry, hurtful, but most of all, revengeful. I mean, you could labour for years with your eye on that promotion, and it's given to Joe Blow, who's hardly done any work. You're working for man, or are you working for God? The question we all most ponder, and eventually the answer, as I said, who are you working for? And for what? And whose reward are you labouring to receive at the end of your work journey? Think about it. When we work in honesty and integrity, our work matters and it is beneficial, not only to the employer, but most of all to God, who will receive the glory out of our lives. And we, in return, will receive our inheritance. Do you not only want to make a difference, but be the difference? Well, this type of labour starts with the mindset that in all we must do, again, is for God, not man. You might be a street sweeper or a toilet cleaner. You, you might have a job that you absolutely despise, hate, but you've got a job. And do it with a glad heart. Do it for God. Pledge your allegiance to God. Use wisdom and understanding in your work. Do it for God. For the sake of the Lord, we are called to go about our work 
with all our heart. Whether it's working for a boss, clients, customers, members of the family, even our own home, the very act of working is itself an act of worship to the Lord. Why? Why would housework be an act of worship to God? You know the old saying, idle hands. This can be a short one today, folks. So what have we learnt today? When simple terms, do it for Jesus with all your heart. Talk to God all day long. Same way you talk to anybody else around you. So if you're in a job you don't like, talk to God. Let him know how you feel. He cares. Ask him, what does he want from you? Not what do you want from him. In what way do you want God to be glorified? Give him your problems. Let your internal light shine when you work that job that you don't like so that others may copy your work ethic, your demeanour, your attitude. In this world, impressions count. Make your impression count. And there are so many different ways you can do it. You can do it in your appearance, the way you rock up to work of a morning, the way you greet people at work with a smile on your face and a, a joyful lift in your voice, a genuine lift that can only come from Christ Jesus. Speak clearly and with purpose so that nobody can misunderstand you. If you're a, a boss or an executive or something like that, you walk past the, the person who cleans the floors every day. Say good morning to them. Get to know their name. Make them feel important. We used to have a, a janitor at our high school. And this is where I learnt this. Um, we could never remember his name because he had a mumble. So we used to call him Blossom because he had such a beautiful attitude. He had such a gorgeous, sunshiny. He was amazing. And even now, so many years later, do you remember Blossom? He was a person we couldn't forget. Do you want to be that kind of person? Do you want to be like Blossom? Do you want to make people remember you because of your attitude to work, the way that you let the light of Jesus Christ shine through you? Have a think about it. I know I would. And last but not least, I found this little, rather sweet little item on Facebook. There is no perfect life. No perfect job, no perfect childhood, no perfect marriage, and no perfect set of people who will always do what we expect them to do. But what we do have is a perfect God who is able to lead us through this imperfect life with unfailing strength incomparable wisdom and infinite love. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, 
please let your light shine through us and give us what we need, attitude, wisdom and understanding wise to get through a job that we don't like so we can do it for your glory and we can be like Blossom and share your love to everybody. Oh, Father God, we just want to do it for you. Keep it in our head. Keep it doing it for you. Keep the lines of communication between you and us open so that we can probably give that person that we work with that road to Emmaus experience and that your love will spread like wildfire wildfire throughout the earth. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Many years ago, when my pastor, before I met Rob, told me that I was going to be preaching. And after a few lessons, no, it was actually the first lesson, he said, what do you remember from last Sunday's service? Uh, there was music, we prayed, uh, you got up and talked about, um, uh, and that was it. And that's why I learned to keep messages short, simple, and straight to the point. Now, I haven't been to theological college, and all I know is that God told me I was going to be up here keeping it short, simple, and sweet, so that people will remember. And I take my hat off to people like Josh, who can get up here and speak with a passion and a knowledge that I have yet to understand. So, Thank you, everybody.